What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Cecil Show. I'm your host, Mike Fowler, a.k.a. Cousin Cecil. Uh, thank you guys for coming back and listening. Uh, this week, we're going to be uh, talking about the Nintendo Direct. And then also, I got to sit down and listen to or watch this masterpiece of a movie called Monster Hunter. And I wanted to kind of break it down and probably save you guys two hours of your life and at this moment in time 20 bucks but let's get into what we usually do what i've been playing and honestly uh i would again suggest everyone to go on to twitch.tv slash cousin cecil and uh check it out we've been uh i've been playing destiny 2 again and this because of the new season the season of the chosen it is uh it's pretty good uh, how would I word it? I'm obviously been a relapsed Destiny 2 player, and this uh, new season, and listening to the community and going through YouTube pages to you know just also look into what's the best way to raise your light level. It sounds like this season is one of the better seasons for a um, for a version of the season pass. That does not involve right with the uh, a, like a new add-on like Beyond Light. This season also puts a a Cabal fleet in the spotlight, and the last time, to me, uh, the Cabal has been in a spotlighted spot like this has been like almost like way back with the Red War. So like when Destiny Two first came out. So I'm happy to see that because also. It just it changes it up when you're a person who's played Destiny one, two, and now, uh, and you're so used to like they could just throw it into the Fallen, and I understand now that they've they've Jedi mind tricked us all to uh, say the Fallen is like the biggest enemy of them all since obviously they have the biggest backstory I guess Destiny has like Bungie has made for them, but uh, but yeah apparently this one seems interesting. It also brings in this new game mode called Battlegrounds, which is by far for a season uh, game. Seems uh, way more fun. Uh, last season, Season of the Hunt had these hunts that um, that could be done within like two to three minutes. And there's way to, ways to cheese it to uh, like have one party member go to the spot, kill it. And then the other one can turn it on and like repeat and rinse and repeat and all that stuff. It took within two minutes to get all your shit done. Battlegrounds is more of a like a three arc uh, horde mode, which was it's pretty good. And then uh, it feels more satisfying. It doesn't have also like those like um, if you die of your whole teammate dies, you have to re- redo everything. Nope, you just die and respawn and repeat. It comes with the new uh, seasons, uh, like a little thing to get more armor with the, this hammer. You get, and then they made it easier for like the season passes currency, because like each season pass has like okay, like we said, I just said, you get like this cabal hammer that you have to collect cabal gold to charge it up, and you can obviously just go to the the new uh, seasonal destination in the tower called the helm and it's like they made it they've listened to the community and they made from other seasons that people complained about they made sounds like this one has been listened to the most and they've fixed a lot of stuff uh the reason i'm more surprised i'm into it is because literally i again haven't been playing it but uh seeing also youtube pages people were complaining about like the meta of destiny and then this one has came in kind of not all of them but they've also altered a lot of people's opinions and stuff so it was time to good it was a good time to jump in but yeah i've been uh been playing it on my twitch i hope everybody can go listen go see it at least go follow so you guys don't miss it i was i did on live i did the this season passes exotic uh, scout rifle mission, which was is by far the most in-depth uh, mission I've seen Bungie has done for a weapon, and apparently it's now a it's one of those ones that you can rinse and repeat weekly, 
and get pinnacles off it. And now since it's a good way to go watch Cousin Cecil, um, you can watch how you can, I don't want to say cheese it, but a one-man cheese in the sense of that you can, there is a spot that you can, you're not, you have to get up. So it's not like you're sit there and you're, you can stay there for the, till the cows come home. But you know, it's a way, uh, strategy so you can do a one man mission of, to get that exotic scout rifle. I know if you watched the video, obviously Chalfie was winning, but he obviously had a bounce. But the idea of like, you understand the whole rigmarole that can be done one man too. But yeah, that was me for this week. Uh, Let's get into some news before we get into like the big meat and potatoes, like I've been t- hinting at. Uh, Microsoft announced that uh, there will be a uh, frames per second boost for select backwards compatible titles. And the first slate of titles that are going to get this uh, new boost mode is Far Cry 4. And this boost mode is uh, minimum. Like it'll make these titles be 60 frames per second, and then they can go beyond that uh, if if the developers do it. It depends on the title, and there will be a new indicator that will tell you whether you have an auto HDR and frames per second uh, boost mode activated. But there will be more coming in. But the first this the first slate is going to be Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale. That one will go up to 120 frames per second. Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. So that's pretty cool. I mean, um, take what you get. The idea of Microsoft has been hitting that bandwagon, hitting that wagon of uh, we worry about backwards compatible games. And guess what? They put it there. They got something going on. They put in the work to make sure, you know, their community is satisfied with these old games in the sense of they can get the quote unquote best experience with them. So. But yeah, that's good to know. And there's, of course, more coming down the pipe. But this was just the first slate. Uh, Movie-wise, uh, Tim Burton is bringing a Wednesday Adams live-action coming-to-age series to Netflix. Burton will also make his TV directional debut on the uh, sleuthing, supernaturally-infused mystery that follows Wednesday as a student at Nevermore Academy. So this is obviously first time for Tim Burton, quote unquote, to be a TV director. I wonder how that will go uh, for ideas. I mean, the last time I knew that he made a, uh, what is it, that Johnny Depp Shadows one. That was a movie about a TV series. So, I mean, obviously he's been looking into uh, type of material that were TV shows. So I don't think he's going to do that bad but i'm not sure about the date but yeah it was just announced this week there's going to be a wednesday adams show so that's kind of cool for netflix hbo max also is developing a constantine show with jj abrams bad robot production and uh i mean it is cool and all i mean i'm not a big fan of jj abrams anymore so i mean i'm kind of nervous of like what does bad the bad robot bring to the table that's going to be like a niche of that developer-esque brand but of course everything's still like on paperwork there's nothing there's no production date or anything so so basically an update will come down the pipeline whenever we get more news just wanted to put it out there but all right uh, let me double check everything uh why not we do it like this too to make it right uh hey how about apparently konami has outsourced a silent hill project to a prominent japanese developer they said the reveal will be this summer according to vgc sources konami pitched silent hill to supermassive games which was until dawn developers at some point but it just never worked out and then there are also rumors that Konami is doing two reboots. This supposed Japanese game being one of them. And also it says take this all with a grain of salt as usual. And then also another kind of cool reveal uh, was the Flash movie is going to have Supergirl in the movie. And they just casted 
their Supergirl, which is going to be Sasha Kelly. C-A-L-L-E. Has been, um, she's has been casted, and this is, um, stick with me, I'm going to say it. So I looked her up on IMDb, and, you know, she's been in some soap operas in the, you know, for daytime TV. She has, on her IMDb, uh, page, she has, like, maybe four, five movies, and they're all, like, you know, just kind of, like, suspense stuff, and, like, not really this, so this is going to be her big, like, her big time character, Supergirl, and, uh, I think she is going to do, be great, she doesn't, like, she doesn't have, of course, how would I word it, she's not that typical white bread, fucking blonde-haired chick, like, uh, that people have Supergirl in her mind, she's obviously brunette, she's obviously, um, she's American, but obviously she just, um, she had, I think she has like, um, she's, uh, she has Mexican, um, genetics. Like she's either, she's half white, half, half Mexican. And she just looks, she has like a, like a, she just looks like she can do fine. And I also like what, the reason I'm bringing this all up, like this dumb way I'm saying it is, uh, they had, it was really cool, they showed it on, like, a Zoom meeting. They had Andy, the director, and her on a video, and he was kind of be kind of be funny for, like, 30 seconds and asking her, like, these dumb questions, like, uh, hey, we got another touch-up question, you know, we usually do this on the, after the cat, after the, uh, interview. Uh, uh, can you fly? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what? And like, can you fly? She's like, no, but if you want me to, I'll, I can. And then she, he goes, okay, if you can, uh, you're going to need this. And he showed you, showed her a, um, Supergirl suit and she started bawling. And it's, I know it's more about, it's going to be her big break. She don't give a fuck about the character, but the idea that this is her first shot, I think she's going to put in the work and she's going to really, uh, shine more than people think. I think she looks great. I think the idea there's been some people already made a fan art with her, even with her brunette hair as Supergirl. I think it looks great. I think it also, um, I could see, I hopefully she can do so well. She can at least keep that name and she can be Supergirl for other things for the DC extended universe. <clears throat> but congrats to Sasha for getting the spot. I'm looking forward to it. I've been saying it since I heard it, the news yesterday. Uh, I think she's going to do great. I'm looking forward to it now. But the other interesting thing is, also before we get off this topic, was the Supergirl outfit looked very Henry Cavell's version of Superman 2. It had like that very deep blue navy suit, the deep red, and then also has like that... Um, of course, like the more modern Superman S, but like it has that same like looks like embroidered version, like how Zack Snyder made in Man of Steel for uh, the Superman suit. So it's interesting to see that. I mean, it also makes sense since I mean I know they're just cousins, but you know even having a brunette uh, Supergirl will be fine since obviously Clark Kent's brunette, he can just be the cousin <laughs> of the proper way, but. But yeah, that's for me for these off-shop news is we're going to get into now the Nintendo Direct. And apparently the internet was really um, looking forward to this because it's been 530 days since the last time they've had a proper Nintendo Direct. Of course, obviously people who listen to the Cousin Cecil show know we've been... Um, looking into all those other Nintendo Directs that they did, but I guess they were just minis and indie showcases that don't count. So here's our first official Cousin Cecil show, Nintendo Direct, uh, you know, analyze what's going on through their uh, ecosystem. All right, they started off the, the Direct with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And they made it like a whole little trailer and all that stuff. And I thought maybe, oh, like, oh, they might be doing some more DLC or something. No, apparently this was just a, to reveal that uh, Pyra and Mitha, Mithra, 
our new Smash characters for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But also, this also is going to bring this update. It's going to have Xenoblade maps and uh, support characters added. More, more of those characters added to Smash Brothers Ultimate as well. So, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it does um, suck without me playing the game. But it's another anime character with a sword, which I've heard the the internet talk about. It's kind of weird. They have so many other characters that could be <laughs> Ozzy Wabaluigi still crying in his house watching everybody else get invited to Smash except him. Uh, but yeah, just like it's coming soon. I'm not sure when, but obviously sooner than later. They're going to have updates coming soon about the when those two characters are going to be added to Smash. So yeah. Uh, Fall Guys, the the summer hit from last year, is coming to Switch and also Xbox this summer. They obviously, again, I've I've been looking into it. I'm going to say some of the ones that are coming to other consoles too. So Fall Guys is going to be a fully all-console game by summer. And I think that's going to be cool. I think uh, Fall Guys with a good internet connection on the Switch would be a great way to play it. I think it's going to be very addicting on there. The idea of being on the go and just being still able to play like a, uh, I don't want to say serious, but like a really uh, tone-in Battle Royale style game of like, we're going to eliminate people while you're on the go seems fun. But uh, also Outer Wilds, a little indie hit that's on the other consoles already is coming to Switch. It's the, don't get it confused with Outer Worlds. Outer Wilds is that indie game that uh the your your uh your world and solar system is on a 22 minute relapse of like uh same time it just keeps uh flipping back and you have to solve why it does that and um if again probably nobody nobody's probably listened to it at the moment but like when this came out last two years ago because it wasn't this year it was during 2019 game of the years with uh giant bomb they gave it some really high praise and they're like they were going to give it uh some like top story like rewards i think it got like maybe second place because i think there's maybe some other ones but they they loved the game over there next was uh apparently these are some dual narrative games that are first time coming to america but it's famicom detective club the missing air and famicom detective club the the girl who stands behind when I say narrative, obviously it's going to be one of those like um, still frame pictures and you solve a mystery. I was looking into it just so I didn't sound dumb dumb. Uh, apparently this is an old like actual, when they say Famicom, they're talking about it's from the original like Famicom Nintendo system. But obviously now it's more modernized and more like the visual novels of today. I thought it's kind of cool like for a... Like a like the idea of they can always do those classic Mario, like classic Zelda, but the idea that they still have all these IPs that they can bring out. So they're bringing these two out, and it's going to come out March fourteenth. And apparently they're a little expensive. Like I think they're forty bucks each, and you can like save uh, ten bucks if you buy both. It's like you know Nintendo bullshit, but the idea of it seems interesting. Um, I. This is what the thing with the Nintendo Directs. I always get those feelings like, man, maybe should I should I invest more in a Nintendo? And then after after some clarity, I'm like, nah, I'll just I'll just stick to the PlayStation. But but yeah, next up was shown was Samurai Warriors Five it was coming this summer, and also I didn't know Samurai Warriors played out like Dynasty Warriors, but just another uh, Musha game. The ones with the hordes and you got like one versus a thousand people at the same time. So it's cool that they're going to get one of those. Uh, the Legend of Mana is coming to Switch. This uh, classic 20-year-old RPG has been enhanced with new music and arrives June 24th. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise gets a new trailer which reveals, it, it to me, looks like they revealed like a multiplayer horde mode of the of like monster hunting with your friends like they it because like you you wrangle the monsters into like this little wooden like prison area and you just fight them 
and it looks like you're with multiple players and it looks way different than I've seen other Monster Hunter games so I mean that's cool for like a like a niche like this is only on the Monster Hunter Rise which is kind of cool it comes out March 26th and they also showed that there is a new uh, switch bundle with decals of the game on the port on the on the charging dock and all that stuff so yeah March 26th but the biggest reveal that is really catches my eye and makes me go into should I get that switch is Mario Golf Super Rush is real and looks great uh, it uses buttons and motion controls because I just said that both because sometimes that matters to some uh, uh, the new they have new modes one of them is called speed golf where everyone plays at the same time and the first one to the whole wins and there's a story mode which looks it looks really good it looks like they really this this it looks so good it made you think about getting a switch in my for me <laughs> it comes out june 25th so that's cool uh, Tales from the Borderlands is um, the old Telltale game is getting reissued since obviously Telltale's no more. It's coming out March 24th and it's also going to be reissued on other platforms too. Like I saw the PlayStation uh, YouTube promote this too and then I'm assuming Xbox already will even though they probably have backwards compatibility blah blah blah. <clears throat> and then they also have uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium is out now and it's one of those ones like it might be it's free quote unquote and you get the game 1943 um arcade game for free but then you have to buy other cabinets for like if you want ghosts and goblins and blah 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 so yeah and then they saw they showed uh stubs the zombie rebel without a pulse remastered is coming out March 16th. No More Heroes 3 is August 27th. And this next one is going to be a Cousin Cecil. Um, I will, if this was out and I did hot picks for video games, I'd say that, but this one's going to be the one that shined the most off this Nintendo Direct for me. And I think everyone should check it out. It's called Neon White. This is a high. Uh, I'm going to highlight this game, like I said. It comes out this winter. It's like a first-person... Uh, how do I word it? If, like, if those first-person dungeon games, like those RP, dungeon RPGs, had like a... Had a... Uh, what is it called? Had a Mirror's Edge um, aesthetic to the running. This would be how I describe this Japanese game. It looks really good. Uh, that's why I'm saying everyone should go check it out and kind of keep that in your thoughts this winter of all games to pick up because it looked pretty good. Uh, next was DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. comes out June 4th. It's kind of like just, I don't want to call it uh, shovelware, but the idea of like a, you know, off, off the DC Superhero Girls cartoon. So it looks kind of cool. I mean, you know what it is. You know what you're getting into if you're going to hit it. It's like a THQ-esque game. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition is out March 19th. So Switch is going to get the the basically the third installment of Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. And that's pretty cool for a multiplayer shooter that's definitely up the aesthetics of... Nintendo's Alley, not too violent, blah, blah, blah. And then they showed, uh, they had this weird game uh, called Miitopia. It looks like uh, you basically, you can make Miis or collect Miis. And then you have, it's like you do like a, a side-scrolling RPG game. And you can ha have friends with a horse and fuck it. Or something, however they made the trailer look like. They didn't even show a release date, but... Uh, guess it, I'm assuming it might be an old Wii U game because of how it is, but that's whatever. Uh, Animal Crossing is going to get Mario 35th anniversary items and costumes, even a workable warp pipe. And this will be all in the new Nook shop and we'll have it on March 1st. Animal Crossing's update will be February 25th. But yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, the warp pipe thing is kind of cool. So you can have one on one side of your, like the west side of your island and can pour all the way to the east side of your island with no problem. That's kind of neat. 
And then they showed uh, a new Square Enix game for the Switch called Project Triangle Strategy. It was shown while writing it. It seemed like this was going to... I thought this was going to be uh, the new game from... Stick with me, I'm going to say it. I thought it was going to be the Octopath Traveler, and I didn't know if Octopath Traveler is a, uh, a Square Enix game, but I have a feeling it is. So... But yeah, it's from the same developers of that, and then it's basically Octopath Traveler's aesthetic of like that 2D, really beautiful looking game, but with Final Fantasy's tactics battle system now, where like there might be three levels to the battlefield, and like it's strategy wise, but they also made it so that uh, the story can change judging by how the kingdom votes. During like the story mode. So you can probably do replayability stuff. And like. That's why it's called triangle. It's three castles. So the idea of like you can vote for. Vote with castle yellow. And might change the story for you. For their whole game. And you can replay and choose a different castle. And all that stuff. It looks interesting. There's no. There's a demo out for it right now. But obviously, obviously there's no release date. So you can go download the demo right now on your switch and just test it out i've heard on the internet people are liking it already and i i thought it looked good in the trailer so i'm on that side too then we had a 10 second snippet that there's this star wars hunters game coming out for 2021 it's a free-to-play game between the episode six and seven it looks like it's gonna be like a like an arena shooter uh it's by zynga so, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, then they had this, it's, it's going to be, it's about the game Knockout City that was just showed by EA. <clears throat> but the trailer was so weird off the get-go. It was like like a not, like an army man talking, like an interview, an orc from like World of Warcraft looking orc doing interview to find out that it is just a, a massive multiplayer dodgeball game. Like you're in an open city run around and you can play dodgeball and catch a ball and like, you know, set them out or ping, you know, but like, it was so weird. The, the, the trailer that threw me off. I'm like, what is this? And then it starts showing that it's um, a dodgeball game, which looks kind of cool. It has a very cartoony, nice um, aesthetic. And this one is another one that's going to come to switch and also PlayStation and also Xbox for um, online uh, game so that's kind of neat still it comes out may 21st but yeah uh world's end club from nis comes out and apparently it's some kind of um i don't want to call it it's kind of like danganronpa and like the zero escape uh trilogy so it's kind of like the very uh, narrative driven japanese uh, game it looks good i would play it if it came to the other consoles but but yeah whatever and then they show like uh march 19th will be a hades physical copy uh version it comes with a uh, a download for the soundtrack for your computer and then they also showed next was a uh, ninja gaiden master collection is coming to uh, uh coming out june 10th and it, it the collection has uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 1, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3, the Razor, what, I forgot what it was called, Razor something, that's coming to Switch, and also uh, PS5, or, you know, PlayStation, and I'm assuming Xbox as well, June 10th, that's kind of cool, I like Ninja Gaiden. They also revealed a expansion pass for Hyrule Warriors uh, 2, Age of Calamity. It'll be twenty bucks, and I didn't really, I didn't write down everything that's in the expansion pass. But all I saw was that you buy it and you have content all the way from like the summer to November for twenty bucks. Doesn't sound too bad, but obviously go look into it more before you just go jump and buy it. Um, Braverly Default Two is out. February 26th, and the final trailer was revealed there. It looks it looks okay for a... Uh, I don't have no uh, ties to that Nintendo DS original game, but obviously the, the new one's going to be on Switch. And 
It looks good. I mean, of course, it's a, another, I don't call it generic, but like obviously a JRPG when you think JRPG. But yeah, February 26th is very soon. And then Ghost and Goblins Resurrection comes out February 25th, which is basically Ghosts and Goblins, but with a little bit of a, you can play two player or, and then have different uh, abilities for your second player. Like you can be a person who makes uh, the knight fly or uh, protect him with a barrier and all that stuff. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins obviously is a classic, so I would play it. I don't again. It's no, no. This is a Nintendo exclusive, I believe. But whenever it gets off that ex- exclusivity, I might would jump into it on PlayStation. Uh, and then they also announced another old JRPG that's coming, getting a remaster, quote unquote, called Saga Frontier. And apparently, it's going to have new characters to play. Uh, one new character fuse and a um a story a new storyline that was uh I don't even know when this came out but it was like either this is from either the 80s or the 90s this no 90s but the saga frontier whatever uh the finally they announced Apex Legend for Switch and they also said it's coming out for March 9th and which we knew and the first two weeks will be double XP for Switch players and Pat, uh, exclusive Pathfinder skin you can get for the game. And honestly, they showed a trailer and it kind of looks like uh, it looks like a potato. It looks rough because of obviously how much is in Apex. So I uh, take it with a grain of salt if you're going to play it on there as your main version of Apex Legends. But then, then they also these are the next two the final two things for this Nintendo Direct. They blue balled the whole Nintendo group uh, fans by they had the director of Legend of Zelda come out, and then obviously with, through subtitles and stuff you hear him talking. But then he goes, "You probably see me, and you're thinking, oh, we're gonna get some uh, news on Breath of the Wild too." I'm sorry to tell you, but we we don't have any news right now. Sorry. And then he he sat there and he basically revealed that they are going to uh, Legend of Zelda, the Skyward Sword remastered for the Nintendo Switch. And last time I checked, I thought everybody on the the Zelda fan base hated Skyward Sword. But for me, as a person who didn't play it, it does look interesting only because they finally also, I don't want to say fixed it, but the idea that they put button controls into the game so you can play this on a even like a switch light and um no more like you can do motion controls in it but i'm looking forward to playing it as a button control because i believe and 60 bucks is questionable for this for these remasters but nintendo knows their fan base will they'll they'll suck it dry either way uh but i'm all for nintendo uh keep doing these remasters or uh bringing old games back because it helps preserve them for another audience and also the idea that they are improving it by putting button controls in it that's cool too but obviously yeah the 60 dollars is where i always get questioned or i always question nintendo of like like how can you do this all the time like remaster an old game and make you pay 60 bucks because like the idea of like even like um, Super Mario, these Super Mario All Stars was three games for sixty. I'm like, okay, take a step back. That's sixty. Boom, boom, boom. But for one game that quote unquote everybody disliked to make him pay sixty bucks, you know it's gonna fly off the shelves. I think it's interesting. And they also announced uh, they have new Legend of Zelda Joy Cons coming that are embroidered with Master Sword decals and one of the shield. For each left and right of the Joy-Con. Looks kind of cool. And then they did the one more thing. And honestly. I thought. Alright here's our time. We're going to get some news on. Uh, Bayonetta 3. Is it going to be any other game. That they have announced. But they have not talked about since the announcement. Nope. They decided to reveal another game. That. Uh, they basically revealed. Splatoon 3. And uh, 
no real news. They just showed a trailer, and I wish I was more into the the, the Splatoon community so I can be here and tell you, yeah, that trailer actually told me this and this about the show or about the game, but it just looked like Splatoon to me, and it had this weird spot that the, the, the Squidette girl walked from the desert back to the city. And I don't know if walking is new for that besides outside the outside the arena and the like the little hub world. So it come the trailer, but the game is announced that it's gonna come out twenty twenty two. So but yeah, that was basically it for the Nintendo Direct. I I know I sound like I'm talking like eh, but also as a as a partial Nintendo fan, I was gonna give this like a B minus. I think it did good, of course, because I like new games in the sense of the announcement style. Maybe not. I wish they did have news for the Nintendo fans, but I'd say a B minus, almost C plus. It was okay. I mean, it was for the idea that they, people were hyping it for 530 days. They did be a little lackluster, but it was it was fine. But yeah, that was basically And also before we get into the Monster Hunter stuff, I forgot... Uh, BlizzCon happened, and literally, I get to tell you, they are really uh, honing in on the nostalgia of that that uh, brand at the moment. I don't know if COVID really fucked them up so they can't even announce like newer shit before this, but they just basically, um, for new things in the sense of what I'm going to say, like they had uh, news on Overwatch 2, but I don't even think it was like involving release date. Um, they showed a Diablo 4 Rogue um, trailer so you can see how the Rogue plays in Diablo 4. But back to what I'm trying to get to is they have uh, World of Warcraft Classic, uh, the expansion for World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic coming, and you get to choose like if you want to stay in the original world of World of Warcraft or have your character drop over. So they're basically making you play it again but in classic mode. I know people ask for it, blah, 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 but I think it's kind of funny. They also announced that Hearthstone is going to get a Hearthstone Classic version, so you get to play the Hearthstone, but with just the, the original cards of that game. And then they finally announced the, the biggest elephant in the room, Diablo 2 Remastered, and that's coming to PC and all other consoles that can fit. I don't know about Switch yet, but I'm assuming since Diablo 3 is. Uh, but Diablo 2 Remastered is going to come with that. The uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but the expansion of Diablo 2 is coming too also. And it's uh, no real announced date, but that was basically what I saw off the the console. And they also made like this, they have a Blizzard arcade cabinet uh, game too, but it's 20 bucks for three fucking arcade games that I have never seen in my life. But whatever, you can buy a deluxe version that gives you a skin for Overwatch and uh, what's another Blizzard game off my top of my head? There was another skin. One was for Overwatch and the other one was for the other Blizzard game. Stupid. It was a skin for Diablo 3. Um, but yeah, but that was basically for BlizzCon Day 1 little reveal from, from me. Uh, but back now, we'll get to... <laughs> This masterpiece of movie cinema, uh, Monster Hunter, with Mila Jovovich and his her, uh, I think they're still married. Or her husband is the director, the one who did all the Resident Evil movies, and I think he did that classic Postal. But um, so, I long story short, I'm gonna say. Well, off the get-go, we're going to say don't buy this. Don't don't watch it. All right? We already know. Don't, not wa don't watch it. But I, if you're going to watch it, just rent it or wait for a good sale. Do not buy it right now for 20 bucks. I don't care because I actually, I'm going to say it in a weird way, the, the trailers are the best part of this movie. And I know people are going to listen to this review and go, well, well, Mike, I know that. That's why, don't be dumb. Why'd you buy it? But the idea of the beginning 
seemed interesting. They do. I'll, I'll spoil it all right here, like this. They start. They start off with the hunters, and I've never seen this in the game. I'm not saying it's not real, but they're on a pirate ship in the desert, fl- sailing sailing through the desert, but with a boat. Whatever, and then uh, they get attacked by Diablos, and makes Tony Jaw's character fly off the fly off the boat. And then it um, makes it look like the ship sails away with him, even though it's sand. So he blah, 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 blah. Then they switch to the army place. And this is where um, they're, they, I should have saw the canary in the coal mine right then and there. Because not about the part I'm going to say, but like they have an army crew and they're driving. And next thing you know, they, they meet up. It looks like they meet up with T.I. But T.I. then ends up in their car. For no re- like it has this weird thing that like they're looking for another Bravo te- like a, another team, and then Ti they act like Ti was with them through the whole time until you reveal them that he was outside. Like it's some weird, there's some weird cutting in this movie that I uh, is so bad. Uh, but the part that I w- was going to say I respected when I was first watching like. Um, Mila Jovovich goes in, well, the, his her whole team goes into the Monster Hunter world within 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay. They cut out that whole bullshit 10 minutes and boom, we got, we're in the Monster Hunter world for, for an hour and a half. Okay, we'll see how this goes. Nope, turns out this motherfucking movie is an hour and an hour and 10 minutes in the fucking desert because monster hunter. Apparently this movie only has five monsters. One is Diablos. One's a spider that lives in the desert that is scared of the sun. One is a, a nice looking monster, like a, like, uh, like an Achiosaurus, like those bumpy, like bumpy from the Jurassic world. And the other one was the one that they, the Tony Jaw chops its head off and we eat. And the other one's Rathalos, which is in the trailer. The the one that's the famous one now. But long story short, the idea I'm trying to say is um, <laughs> the Diablos kills basically Mila Jovovich's crew or bun- punches them so much that uh, the, the spider ones find uh, them when they run away from the cavern, which is still in the sand. Uh, they capture all of them because they left Mila Jovich thinking she died and all that shit. And like, it's this whole clusterfuck of like these moments that could be interesting in another movie. Like, cause then it goes into like, you watch the other, um, basically her whole team got captured by the spiders and killed. And you see T.I.'s body have, uh, spiders growing out of it and popping out cause they're, they get put eggs in him and all that shit. And like it's so crazy, this over the top thing, and then, and then she gets out, of course, because it's a movie. Tony Jaa meets up with her because they he was kind of helping them at the same time with some weird dumb way of just shooting an arrow, and like, wait, this is chalk. But it's some. It was so. It it just kept it. <sighs> it would kept going downhill and downhill so badly. I couldn't explain it. So then, obviously, we'll get into the part of, okay, Tony Ja meets up with Mila Jovovich, and they always, they're obviously like that, I don't know you, you don't meet, so we're going to look like we're doing kung fu fighting, and the idea that the most um, unrealistic thing of a world with giant monsters and giant spiders was that Mila Jovovich could one-on-one Tony Ja. That's the most unrealistic part of this fantasy world. But we still got it. It's so weird. But they, long that's the part that got me mad is, <laughs> uh, one of the the main mission once they finally become friends. All right, uh, we gotta t- take care of that Diablo so we can get to this um the Sky Tower, which is the main plot, which is what made the Sky Tower is the thing that makes people uh, switch sides, either the monster world or the real world. So, but here's the thing that gets me mad. So she's like, we have to go back to my truck because we still have an RPG in the truck. 
And then he goes, like, because also that's the best part. He can't speak her language. So he's doing like these caveman style going, uh uh-uh. uh. And going, like, we have to, he's pointing at the spider nest. We have to go get a spider um, venom to go. Hey, he's like, and then he points at Diablos and, and he looks, he goes to sleep. He's he going to go to sleep. And then you have Mila Jovich being the, the the subtitles. All right, let's go. And then so they they use her as bait, bring out a spider. They chop off his his um, pointer to make the for the venom. And long story short, because he's an archer, they did it and they shot an RPG. No, that's the best part. They did that, and then he gives her two dual blades that can charge up and put fire on them like from the game like why are you doing that you have weapons and you're going to look for a little piece of venom that's the confusing part there's a lot of things to it and then they still and then the best part was they get to the ship they they actually go through with this plan they go to her ship and uh what is it they shoot this rpg and the best part the rpg they 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 chose to show that this RPG had a, a lock on system, which it doesn't. It's literally just a tube. It's like a look like a potato gun for an RPG. There's no electronics on this thing. It's just so confusing that part. And they so they get past the Diablos and they keep going through the sand. And this, like stick with me, I'm going to say. Then they get to this um, oasis where you see like the the nice the nice dinosaur monster. And the one that pops out of the sand, they, he chops real quick. Ha ha, bait, blah, blah, blah. And they eat it, you know, for, you know, to give you that aesthetic of how monster is. You can kill them and sometimes eat them and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we are, this is an hour and 20 minutes in. During the, in the oasis, during the sun. Because also when we meet Tony Ja, he is holding on to these two little fucking little figurines. He goes... And long story short, you get through Mila Jovich. Oh, it's his family that died. And in my head, I'm thinking, is like, huh? Is he talking about maybe his friends that are on that pirate ship? They never speak about it. They never speak about it. But in the Oasis, there is a just a, a typical monster thing. Oh, stampede happening. And then you meet up with the fucking other people that were on that pirate ship for the first time at an hour in 15 to 20 minutes and it's ron perlman is the only motherfucker on that in that group that can speak english and the best part is you can speak my language i took a study on it since you're not the first one from your world like they act like this has happened before oh my god it's a cluster i know i'm saying it like a cluster but i'm probably saying it better than the movie did so at an hour and 20 minutes we had our first info drop. We have 20 minutes left of this movie. And that's with credits. We had our first info drop at an hour and 20 minutes of why we're watching this movie. Long story short is that his crew, Ron Perlman's crew with Tony Jaw was in it, is we're going to the Sky Tower to investigate why this storm's happening, but there's a Rathalos there. And that's also when the first time where the trailer gets you thinking, oh, it's going to be some real Monster Hunter stuff. Like you see a monster, you see a palico. So an hour, 25 minutes in, you get to see your first palico, which is that cat person that's like the chef from Monster Hunter Worlds. Very fan, fan fiction, not fan fiction, fan service. Like here, here's the palico, blah, blah, blah. And watch him make one meal. But the part I'm trying to say is, then after that, all right, let's go. Let's go to the Sky Tower. There is ten minutes of what I would say I'd rather see. Like, if you guys rent it, there is ten minutes. Just take, just go watch the the. You could do this. You could watch that movie and have no problem knowing what's going on if you watch from the Oasis. So that's an hour twenty in until the end. So if you want to watch a thirty minute TV show of Monster Hunter the movie, you would be, okay, that wasn't that bad. And you'd get the most Monster Hunter of the game in those 30 minutes. Everything else, sand, army people, 
Nothing else. Walk around in the sun. But those that ten minutes of watching Tony Jaws, uh, bow and he's he's he was like the bow and arrow from the from the game. And Ron per, Ron Perlman uses, um, I forgot what kind of hammer it is, but it's the hammer that can charge up and you can punch and it kind of shoots. It can shoot a f- area effect in front of it. So, but the idea that they're fighting the Rathalos for a quick second, and then. Uh, turns out, oh no, the storm's happen. The storm's gonna happen at the sky tower again, and it pushes Mila Jovovich back to the play- the um, the real world. It makes it look like that, and the Rathalos. And then now there's a rescue team looking for these teams over the with the with the plane. And then, long story short, the Rathalos kills them. It, it it's so confusing what happens in this last five minutes that Mila Jovovich gets up. And it's fighting with her, these, um, the blades that make fire. And Tony Jaw apparently went through the storm, saved it, and shot, like, they killed the Rathalos. The most dumbest way. He died. She, the Rathalos died because she used, not even a weapon, that's what it was. She used the, the sling, the, the, she used the grappling hook. I forgot they've been foreshadowing this grappling hook for uh, two minutes. She shot like this, you know, um, flare or something into its mouth because the mouth creates gas before it makes fire, blah, blah, blah. Made a hole into the Rathalos neck and Tony Jack comes out of nowhere, shoots a bomb arrow into its neck and kills it, blah, blah, blah. But the, 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 besides the idea that I, I went through this whole fucking movie is that the ending is nothing. There's no ending. There is no ending besides the idea that um, Mila Jovich finds out that uh, Tony Ja came over to help because of one of the monsters from the, and Ron Perlman came over and Ron Perlman goes, oh, you thought I was going to let one of my monsters come to your world because I don't want you guys over, blah, blah, blah. And then the storm takes them away and it goes credits. It doesn't even really even, I, I'm serious. I, you think I'm, I'm also paraphrasing? They edited, they cut the movie to look like it is going to have a sequel. And then to have the idea that I really wish I was wrong. The idea that he had no actual ending to this movie. Besides, we're going back into the storm. We're going back to the Monster Hunter world. And then there, the best part also was there was a after there was a mid credit scene. Just to see the Palico look like he was a hooded person watching from the sky tower. But it was the Palico about to you showing his flamed sword and going to be part of the help of the fight. That was not even there. I hope if you're a Monster Hunter fan, which I am, this is why I watch it. And also the trailers are very off compared to like how I word it. Like he had something with Resident Evil, not saying they're good, but the idea of you had a shtick that I could handle Resident Evil one, two, three, and even all the other ones, like the, I think there's fucking seven of them, they had something to it that didn't so feel so incomplete compared to this one. I don't, and I don't, I don't want to blame them, but also it sounds dumb. But this is another ten cent movie that has these weird off-put fucking things going on. The reason I say that is because like I watched the movie Midday, and I didn't like it because it had some we has this weird feeling. Uh, like I said, I don't know if it's because it's Tencent and it goes into like even Kong Skull Island. I don't like Kong Skull Island more than uh, the fights. And like, But there's something to the aesthetic of Kong Skull Island with maybe it's too much colored. Like they had that green smoke, white smoke, yellow smoke fucking moments and shit. I don't know if it's because it's Tencent. It just has this weird stick to me that I'm like, uh, I don't know what is going on. But Monster Hunter is by far, it was, if I had to pick, <laughs> I wouldn't put one and a half out of five 
maybe one and a half out of ten. But I would suggest everybody, if you wanted to see kind of like a shtick of what Monster Hunter is, the the game, um, just fuck it. Illegally download this. Do not give them money. But illegally download it and just watch the last, watch the, the 30 minutes that I'm speaking of. And you can cut it. You can probably cut right when the, Mila Jovich goes back to the fucking real world before they really kill the Rathalos. So watch... <laughs> Watch 25 to 20 minutes uh, from the, the the oasis to when the storm takes Mila Jovovich back with the Rathalos. Just watch that, and then you'll get a true feeling of what Monster Hunter is in a good way. That's the best part of the movie. 20 minutes out of 140 minutes. Not 100. An hour and 40 minutes. Boom. What? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh... That's this week's episode, and uh, this week's hot picks is um, for TV. is actually gonna be a good one. Uh, it's it already happened, but I'm hoping it will come to YouTube's maybe within this week. If not, it's on me. But also, I really hope you guys can go catch. Comedy Central had a documentary for Patrice O'Neill called "Killing Is Easy," and it it looked really well. And Patrice O'Neill's probably one of my favorite, or if not my favorite, uh, stand-up comedian, who obviously has passed away. He died from diabetes. But you can, I don't want to do like, because I don't know who owned, who, excuse me. I don't know who uploaded it and who's collecting anything from this. But uh, Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room is on YouTube for free. And it is probably one of the best stand-up specials knowing that that's his last special that it's it's great it's it's beautifully done and then uh this week for comics you know what for comics i'm picking <laughs> spawn 315 not because of anything to my knowledge of like uh this is a uh a issue to jump into is because this week also i forgot to mention is that uh todd mcfarland has announced that it is going to be three books of spawn coming out and they're all going to be in like the same shared Spawn universe. So it's a good time. If you want to get into Spawn before these start cracking off, look at that. And then for music, music, I wasn't sure if I was going to pick this because of just my, just me. But I am picking uh, NF Clouds. What uh, reason I'm also really picking it is because apparently NF grew up and bloomed in uh, a, si- a town that was next to my hometown. And we obviously were in the same even conference for football and stuff. I don't want to, you know, put him in a spot like that. But, like, but yeah, he – and then people around here knew about him. I didn't know about him like that. But NF Clouds, apparently it's the single from his coming up mixtape. But it was, you know, it's this not being me like to him, but this might be, maybe it's because of me. This might be another one of those, uh, if it's possibly might be a bad cousin season hot pick, but I doubt it. But, but yeah, NF Clouds. But yeah, that will be this week's uh, episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, like always, please follow me on Twitter at MikeFowler93. Uh, twitch.tv slash cousin Cecil at C-U-Z-N-C-I-S-E-A-L um, you can also follow me on Instagram cousin Cecil but but yeah basically uh, hopefully I saved you 20 bucks with the Monster Hunter review and then um, and spoilers because I said fuck it uh, but until next time be good to each other and then uh, peace peace